Hey folks, welcome back for another episode of What's Your Come Up Story. We've got a really good show planned for you today. Uh, so I always encourage people to take notes because you never know what resonates with you. You never know what's going to, I don't know, um, excite you, inspire you, whatever it may be. So get a pen, get a pad, get some water, whatever you need, because uh, it's going to be a learning experience for all of us. So I'm going to bring my <clears throat> my co-host up, K-Fit. And we are going to start the dance. So let me get out of here and go where I need to be. There we go. And here comes the smart video girl. Okay, so our... K-Fit, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just super hot. Today is like a really muggy day. It was like 98 in New York. So indoors is a little bit warmer. So besides the mugginess, I'm doing pretty good. Well, we have to hire a fangirl, a fanboy for you so they can just like, you know. Uh, our our guest is here. She's in the green room. <coughs> nice, nice. <coughs> just want to make a couple of announcements before we jump in and start. I've got plenty of uh, water, so I'm going to stay hydrated. Um, got a few things coming up. I'll be in Cleveland in a couple of weeks for the uh, National Training Institutes Conference. So I have a couple of workshops I'll be doing. And then um, I'm working on another event with Dr. Brian Champion. You'll see flyers coming out, different types. We'll be working on an event coming up probably towards the latter part of the year. And then, of course, new music. I mean, there's always something to do on the creative realm, which is why I'm excited about our guest today, because our guest is a creative influencer. She's done a lot of things. Um, I've known her for a number of years. And uh, what can I say? She's like a soul sibling. Hashtag soul sibling. So if you're out there uh, and you are a soul sibling, you know what it's all about. So let me bring her on up and not delay the moment. Miss Chris, there she is. Yes. Hey, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me good? Uh, your volume's low. Okay, let me see what I can do about that. All right. Let's see what we can do about dance. All right. But I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, You know, there's a lot going on. I know there's a lot happening in your camp as well, so that's a good thing. Yes, yes, yes. Good evening, good evening. How are you? I'm good, K-Fit. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yes, I'm excited to be here with you both. Okay. Give me one yeah, we're going to be introducing a new segment, and you happen to be um, the first guest that will be a part of this new segment that we're introducing on the show. So we're going to talk about yesteryear, the present, and the future. So we're going to, you know, go full scope. Um, like myself, I know you've had so many different iterations or variations of who you are as an entrepreneur. And it's funny because it's like, oh my goodness, I got to go change my stuff now. Or will people remember me? It's the same person, but I'm doing a little bit something different and it's kind of fun. It's exciting. So, um, now are you originally from the DMV? I'm originally from the DMV. Yep. Okay. Okay. Let me see if we can bring your volume up a little bit more. Hold on. Can I have, do I have any control over that? Not really. Let's see. Let's see if I can do that. No, I don't have any control. But um, I'm going to wait for it to come back, and then we're going to go in a little deeper. Okay. So um, 
what was it like for you as a teen or just growing up back in the day in the DMV? What was life like for you? Oh, man. Well, as a teenager, I'm, I'm an 80s baby. Grew up in the 80s. I was born in 81. So, um, like, I was, I was Tupac and Biggie was my life, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, so ice cream trucks, playing outside. We always say we're like the last generation that like that knows what it means to play outside. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but growing up, uh, it was definitely like Chocolate City era. You know, I, I grew up in the quote unquote crack era as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a product of of that. So my mom was on, you know, was addicted to drugs. So I experienced that. So it was. It was interesting growing up. Yeah, growing yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. I was I was a product of that too. Unfortunately, um, I slipped through the cracks and fell on a crack and couldn't find out how to get it out of me. And it stayed there for a long time. To be honest with you, right. yeah. and I'm just grateful that today I've become the person I've become um, as a result of I guess this God's design for my life. That's how I see it. Yeah. But um, now, did you know? Um, that when you were, I guess, a teen, that when you got older, that you were going, you wanted to be an entrepreneur, or did you have your mindset on being a teacher, a doctor? You know, what was your thing? Um, honestly, I did not know. I had no clue. You know, because it was like I was raised without this, like, like a real shell of guidance. You know, so I was kind of like trying to find out what it is that I wanted to to do my parents didn't really pressure me there there was no pressure i was a good student so i didn't have to you know they didn't have to to worry about if i was going to do well so it really was like on my own to try to figure out what i wanted to do and the right. only model of success that i saw that i thought was success was my aunt okay she was an accountant and she worked for the government so i was like i'm gonna do that right 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 <laughs> that's right what I, that's what i did so and then I went to, you know, I went to school. I was a good, like I said, I was a, I was a smart student. I'm smart, um, naturally. <laughs> so it was like, oh, that's, this is easy. So it was kind of like, what do you want to do? That's what I thought I should do. Um, I, I was always into art. I loved art. I loved, I loved painting. I love, I love my painting classes. I loved my science classes. Um, so, and I love my math classes. So those were the things that kind of like stuck with me. See, now I'm able to tie it together because I remember when we first met, um, um, you were an accountant. I, I met you as an accountant. Yeah. Okay. You and Lady J were doing some things together, especially. Um, so yeah. Wow. We had Black Diamond Financial. When we met you, we were doing Black Diamond Financials and it was a Right. Right. Yeah. Um, business and that was actually my first venture in entrepreneurship believe it or not okay but yeah. you had um school experience life experience how were you able to apply the financial aspects of your entrepreneurial endeavor at that time um so i went to hampton university and to pursue my degree and i went for business administration but they had a five-year program when i started and you could get a, a master's. And so I had a concentration in accounting. But part of one of our classes, part of the curriculum in their business school was 
entrepreneurship. Okay. So that was like the really first. That was the that was the first formal time that I kind of heard of entrepreneurship. Now, my dad, if I can just rewind a little bit, is a um, he's a tradesman. He laid carpet. So, as a youth, I would see him, you know, side hustle and and lay carpet here and every now and again he would kind of get his own jobs and hire his own crew and he had aspirations of creating you know wanting to start a business in the uh sense for doing legacy you know what i'm saying he wanted to he wanted to leave something for me and my sister because that had not been passed down to him but he didn't really know how to do that you know what i'm saying he didn't really know what that was it was just an idea that he had so that was the first glimpse of it that I saw, but it it wasn't until I went to college that I formally saw or heard what entrepreneurship was. And got and that you. What you could do. Well, K Fit, you're an eighties baby too, so you know, are you relating to any of this at all? Or how how was this landing on you? Um, well, hello. And yes, I can relate to all of this. And um I'm excited to know you're an eighties baby and um I relate to so much you're saying right now from, you know, growing up around the crack era and um, not, you know, unsure of your passion and, you know, the family treat. I can relate to all of this. So definitely going to be a good show. I can see so far. And I have a question for you on top of that. Yes, yes, yes. Questions. What is your passion, you know, as an entrepreneur? What would you say is your, your ultimate passion right now? I'm, I'm glad you added the right now. <laughs> um, my passion because it has evolved as I could, as of right now, my passion is to get the world to think as an entrepreneur. That is my passion. So I want, I want people to think, I want them to think outside their box creatively, um, creatively. Um, and I want them to think, you know, just for themselves so that they can Im- improve the quality of life for each for for themselves so that's what i'm passionate about (laughs) right now as an entrepreneur okay you know know, it's 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 so funny um i know when i first started to become an entrepreneur actually i started i feel like i'm aging myself but you know (laughs) at the same time i always tell people i says well i'm a millennial just wrapped up in a boomer's body so it doesn't really matter, but I wanted to be a, a CPA mm-hmm. and a singer because my mm. family's been into music, so it only made sense. <clears throat> the CPA part was much harder than I thought, honestly. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm looking at myself as a certified public accountant because I went to a commercial school. You know, I'm in New York, and it's all about business, business, business. But the numbers didn't like me like that well. <laughs> I wasn't, I mean, I was good at numbers from one perspective, but to do business or to work for someone, it was like, yeah. man, or maybe I just didn't have the focus because I did work in the accounting field as a bookkeeper, you know, okay. doing debits or accounts receivables, one or the other. I was never full charge a bookkeeper and I never took the CPA exam. And okay. I kind of felt bad. I went to business management. I said, well, that's a little more diverse and well-rounded. And it encompasses a little bit of everything. So I, I definitely understand, you know, the journey of 
an accountant, what it could be, or a bookkeeper. And I started in the 80s doing my entrepreneurial endeavor through music with my band, doing events, live events and stuff like that. And uh, man, I tell people all the time, don't do it if you don't love it. Because yeah. it, it can just take so much out of you. It requires a lot of your time and your, your resources. But, you know, um, I remember we would meet, you and I, and when the Soul Siblings were born, we would meet at restaurants or at each other's houses or, you know, we would discuss the different events that we would do. And there have been quite a few um, mm -hmm. events between yourself, Tara, uh, myself, and um, Enoch, you know, over the years. And I th not to put anyone down, but I think you guys have be remained most visible more than all the people we started with. Mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. put I just put it like that. I yeah. see some of the other people, but um, you know, I give you a lot of credit for staying in the game, for mm -hmm. always finding a new way of reinventing yourself, for um, connecting with the right people or with people that were upward mobile. So you know, mm -hmm. all props for that. Um, what's the most important thing for you? Because now I know uh, you're a mom. When I met you, you were not a mom. You know, you were a single young lady doing your thing, whatever that was, and now you're a mom. So how how has being a mom changed you, or has it? Um, Being a mom has changed me. It changed my focus level. It changed my discipline. You know, these <laughs> these things are important. It, give, it gave me a different um, drive, um, you know, a different, a different purpose for, for my end, you know, my end game. Because um, mm. before you actually have kids, you can say you want to do it for your kids. You can say you want to do it. But then once you actually have the, the children, it becomes different. Um, and so now for me, being a mom, being being a mom and being an entrepreneur has a whole different meaning because it's like my life is is totally up in the it's like every day I have to throw things up and stick them to the wall and just let them fall as they may. But right. what it does, what it helps me do is be more engaged with my children. Um, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Like that for me is priceless, and and it allows me to. Uh, get my kids involved in the process and to teach them, to show them other options, the things that I did not get to see, you know what I'm saying? That you don't have to go necessarily yep. to work every day. You can do other things to generate um, income and, and you can use your creative ability. Right. So um, I think, I think that above anything else is how it has changed for me besides just, you know, being more disciplined. Cause you know, you got more than one person to look after and everything. I think that comes with being a parent anyway, but as an entrepreneur, it's instilling those things in them that can help them as they move forward to make decisions in their life, you know, fully with, with a lot more knowledge and not just right. a single vision or path to go down. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking to the smart video girl, Miss Chris. Um, uh, she's uh, one of the original soul siblings. And uh, we're just going to go deep, peeling back the layers slowly but surely. Um, but K-Fit, I know you being a mom, can you relate to uh, what Miss um, Chris is saying about, you know, I guess the responsibilities or the approach or the path of being a mom? Is it similar for you? 
Absolutely, because life always happens as a mom. The unexpected always happens as a mom. You have to juggle. You have to prioritize. You have to communicate. There's so many working parts that don't end, that don't get vacation or time off, you know, for you to just say, okay, I can deal with this later. So it's a lot to juggle. A support system is definitely needed. And if you don't have a support system, it's even more stressful and overwhelming on top of being an entrepreneur. So definitely can relate to this. Definitely can. And how many children do you have now, uh, Miss Chris? Two. I have two. Two sons? Same here. (laughs) No, I have a daughter and a son. The son and the daughter. And the daughter is the one. I'm telling you, my son is the (laughs) So there's a mini you and a mini him. (laughs) The mini one is the one I'm afraid of. That's the one. The mini me. The mini me. Right, right. So now, because I know you've tried different things, you've done different things. You know, I know you've been uh, involved on the political side, uh, working mm-hmm. with Dr. Um, Dula. Um, I know that you've done many, many uh, community-oriented events because I know we both were doing Suitland Fest for a number of years. Yes. Um, and then um, you, I remember when you started doing video, I was like, wow, okay. And you even did an event for me as well as, music videos for other people and i assume are you still doing video because you are the smart video girl yes i am i am the smart video girl so it's funny because this year i had i made an announcement not too long ago that i i retired (laughs) from video production really get out and not in the sense because I had clients. And so, you know, when you transition, when you're talking about entrepreneurship, sometimes you have to go through these things. And so I had finally got to the point as an entrepreneur, right? Because I was I was I was like a hybrid entrepreneur because I was still working sometimes and sometimes I wasn't. And my last job I actually got fired. Right? I and I've never been fired before. Like in all my years, I, I would always quit. But I got fired from this particular job. But I was at a point where I was sustainable as as an entrepreneur, and this is all through COVID. So, I had finally got to the point where I was sustainable as an entrepreneur. You know how that can feel. You know, you got your, you got your clients; they're paying you. you right. Regular, and then I then I decide that I'm going to drop all of my clients and work on projects that deal with me. And that's what I did. <laughs> I just did that a couple months ago. So it's funny that you asked that question because I'm always going to be making video and I'm always going to be making content. Um, it's just a different capacity at this point. So I am, what I've been doing is I've been doing a lot of live production work, um, you know, podcasting and studio Streaming, yeah. Yeah. I've <clears> been doing a lot of that, um, both, you know, virtually and in studio. And then I've also been doing a lot of um, um, producing and directing, you know, DPing, which has been great. So as far as like entrepreneurship is concerned, I'm transitioning out of of being a like a service based <laughs> of company and and working and creating and becoming more of a creating. Um, business. I I get that. You know, I mean, sometimes we have to move when the trends move. I know we have to be careful about that because trends and fads shift a lot. And sometimes if you get caught up in the trends and the fads, you can lose a lot of money 
and you can waste a lot of time. So I think what you're doing is spot on because it's an extension of what you were already doing, just a little bit of a different uh, format with the technology. So that's that's right. strong. That's smart. We had a comment. I'm going to see if I can read this comment. Um, okay. Smart video girl. Um, Chris is awesome. Okay, that that was a comment <laughs> coming from uh, Miss Parker. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, that's one of that's one of my uh, podcast engineer engineer gigs. So I do. Okay. I mean, I do a lot, and it's fun, and that's why I get a lot of passion from that. Uh, yes. Because back to Kay Fitz's question when she asked me earlier, like, what's my passion? I get to sit in and learn when I do these podcasts. You know, it's. It's like a learning experience, and I am like smart video girl. That is me. Cause I'm I'm like a nerd. I tell people that like I'm a nerd because I love learning. I love learning new things, and I so being able to sit in on conversations and get wisdom and to get encouragement, get ideas from people like oh my god, that's that's me all day. And then I get to make the people look good, you know, behind the yes. scenes. Yes, I like to do so. No, talking about nerds, um, you know, you're talking to a nerd here. You know, I love technology. What's your computer of choice or your brand of choice, whatever? Well, I, I'm an I'm a Apple girl. Apple guy. Yes. So I like MacBooks. <laughs> I, I also, I'm fond of the DJI brand. I like their... Um, I've heard of that. I don't, I don't know too much about that DJI. Okay, I'm going to show you. I have a look. I have this. So they have a, you know about the GoPro. They have their own. Okay. They have an action. They have an action in it's. You can tell I'm a smart video guy. I just picked it up right off my desk. <laughs> Something you currently use. This is DJI. And they also, look, another. This is another. Put it in front of your nose so I can see it. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. You got to, um, yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And you have a um, I can't think of the name the, of it. The gimbal. Yeah, gimbal. I was thinking about getting one a little bit bigger because I got a couple of uh, uh, nice DSLRs, and um, I was thinking yeah. about, you know, doing another project. But I'm always got something in my brain. Yeah, we'll I got that. a GoPro that looks like that, but it's definitely not that. <laughs> okay. Okay. These are my gadgets. I love to play with these toys. So yeah, I'm an Apple and DJI type of girl. I'm going to have to look more into DJI. I've seen it um, when I've been online and through Amazon, but just haven't taken the time to learn more about it. So Kay Fitz got some questions for you. She's going to throw some questions uh, at you, and then we're going to introduce a new segment called So What Do You Think? So okay. Kay Fitz, what's your questions for Smart Video Girl? So my next question for you is, do you have any entrepreneur pet peeves? Like a lot of us, you know, in the beginning of the entrepreneurship, even towards the end, we get these issues with business. Do you have any entrepreneur pet peeves? Um, yes. As an entrepreneur, um, and when you're working, when you're, when you're coming, you're collaborating and I'm using these words intentionally when you're collaborating with other entrepreneurs um, I think especially on, on certain levels you know on certain levels of entrepreneurship as you go up I think that sometimes people miscon misconstrue entrepreneurship and management <laughs> you know as two different things collaboration is is where 
growth happens. I think that's where like minds can come together and you can build um, a great things. I a pet peeve for me is when you are collaborating with someone, but it, it's not really ever collaboration. It's more of this is my thing, and this is what we're gonna do, and this is how we're gonna do it. And so I was like, okay, well, you could, you know, because when you collaborate as entrepreneurs, everybody is bringing their strong points to the table. You know, saying everybody has something to do, some some strong point. That's why you're together. That's why you're you didn't hire these people. You're collaborating. So um, as an entrepreneur, it 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 kind of ruffles my feathers when when collab <laughs> collaborations turn into uh, management projects or you know they you know billboards of saying okay this is my project this is what I'm gonna do and I want you guys all to help me do it like this so that that's, sounds that's, like a more of a project management type of deal or a work for hire because that's what yeah. I'm saying yeah. I said those uh, collaboration that's that's intentional so if that those those types of things and that happens a lot especially at the uh, lower levels of entrepreneurship, because I think people don't really understand what it takes to, to be successful and what it means to bring something to the table to, to create a greater. It's like, um, this thing. is my baby. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me do it. Let me, let me show you how to do it. No, I want it like this. Uh, can you do that? No, 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 no. I know. Scared to death that uh, something's going to break your, your, your idea. <laughs> right. And it, it's, a, and then, and you know, Sir Charles, when I think about it, it's, 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 you know, it's a control thing. It's that thing that a lot of us have <laughs> where we want to That's true know too. how things are going to to play out. But you can't be, you, you know, it's the uncertainty. As an entrepreneur, you live in uncertainty. You live in not yeah. knowing what is going to happen. So a pet peeve for me is entrepreneurs who come in and think that they can. There's control. a gentleman named Bob Chris. He would call that walking the high wire without the net. You just don't know as an entrepreneur. Will people show up? Will it work? Will I make money? Uh, does this make sense? Am I the only one thinking this way? You know, all that kind of stuff. But I got a couple of comments I wanted to read really quick uh, for both of you ladies. Both of you ladies look beautiful, Chris and K-Fit. Uh, oh, you look good too, Sir Charles. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being an afterthought. No, just kidding. Just kidding. No, but there's a question. There's another question also. I know K-Fit's got a, more questions for you, but... There's another question for you, Chris, and that was, do you teach the next generation some of your media production skills, and where do you, where did you let, oh, it disappeared. Where did you last teach? Or, dang, what, my question disappeared on me. Okay, Ficken, oh, you say? Where did you last teach them? Oh, okay. okay. Um, I do, I do, I do, I do. Ooh, I love teaching the youth. Um because they they love to learn they they're excited about learning and didn't you and tara have like a curriculum for young media for kids on on media a couple of summers and yeah we started an i youth program it was called the i youth program and we taught them uh, multimedia because career teaches she does audio so um you know together we were like you know visual and audio together so we taught kids we did a uh, we did a summer program. We did a couple of holiday programs, like oh, during summer break. And recently, I assisted um, a good friend of ours, Tio, of Pool Room, yes, Pool Room Entertainment at Howard University for a program. They had us a, a week long program, and we were teaching some of the students 
about filmmaking and how to make a documentary. So that was very interesting. And I, nice. I love working with kids. So yeah, that's, I love cool, it. I teach cool. them everything. I could teach them. I teach them from production, pre-production to post-production, how to use the camera, how to, how to be a DP, how to be a, you know, a director, how to write, how to edit. I can do the full gamut for them. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. I think, um, with some of the problems that we're seeing in the communities across the country, I think things like media production, uh, this audio and visual learning, I think the that's the creative side I know, but I think that's so instrumental and it can make a difference in saving someone's life and some of our young folks discovering a career for themselves, whether it's writing, the acting, uh, the music, the music writing, you know, the there's the just so much time. in the creative space what it does is what i realized what it does is it lets them know that there are more opportunities in that in the in the quote-unquote entertainment field that than just being on the camera or being behind the camera you know there's more there's more than than those two people and the person who says cut and you know enroll so there's if you like to draw you know you can if you are if you Hey, you don't even like people. You might be a solitary person. You might be an editor. You can still edit, you know? So there are different things that you can do in the field. And I think that's the one thing that um, I like to introduce to kids to show them there's, there's anything that you do. It takes a whole team of people to do it. So there's, there's whatever it is you want to do, you can fit in wherever you get it. Yeah. And there's so many working parts to the music industry, the film right. industry. I mean, from, from, the, from the idea to the end product, there's so many jobs. Right, right. That's I knew this was going to be a good conversation because I knew you were a Mac person and I know what we've done in the past. And I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been excited. Listen, I was like, oh, you know, because on the low, you have been my mentor and I really have watched you grow and develop your brand and, and your message and be an entrepreneur and stay relevant, like you said. So thank you for the, the kudos, but I get that from watching you. Like, Sir Charles is always relevant. You're always in different circles. You know what I'm saying? You're in different places and it keeps you, you know, keeps people knowing about you. It keeps people's ears to the ground as, oh, Sir, Sir Charles. So your name and places, you go into places before, you know, you do. So and that that is a different that's a as an entrepreneur that's kind of how you have to survive you know yep. i have strived a lot in, of not doing much advertising at all i i didn't do, I, I didn't do much advertising i don't do much advertising most of my work has come either through um, direct referrals and word of mouth well that's great and i thank you for you know um, those uh um, compliments and for uh, considering me as you do. Um, I really love the creative arts and whether people know it or not, even speaking is a form of performance art because yeah, you can, there are people like your, your anal retentive, your technical people. Yeah. You can just talk to them because they just want the facts. They just want the facts. But honestly, as a speaker and a presenter, the performance art part is making it enjoyable making it interesting so it's almost the same thing i tell people i rock the mic without a melody but now that i'm doing music again i can't say that <laughs> <laughs> but i love it and i i love the the fact that uh, 
these things been implanted in me uh, before I even knew how to speak. I just glad that I was able to discover them, mold them, and breathe life into them. Look, look, look what came out of one question. <laughs> Kate Fit, what else you got? Would you say the pandemic has negatively or positively affected your business? It, it has positively affected my business. Like the story I told you earlier about me being um, fired and then being a full-time entrepreneur, all that happened through, during COVID. I actually, um, I actually became sustainable through COVID. Um, so it, and then it allowed me to refocus to where I am now, where I, I walked away from all my clients and, and moving in another direction where I'm not necessarily doing the, the time money exchange, which is great. Um, because COVID, COVID peeled back another layer of how things can operate. You know, for me, it's all about perspective and how you can look at stuff. Like many people go look at something like COVID and say, oh no, things, you know, are getting tight and scarce and they can contract. Versus they said, oh, well, this is an opportunity to expand because everybody's in the house. Everybody's looking at the computer. Everybody's doing this. So it, it was an opportunity to connect with more people and to expand the business because we already know that the global market is big, but it, people were sitting in front of their computers because they had nothing else to do. So we got a, so we got a comment. Me. We got a comment from uh, another colleague that said, um, <clears throat> You did a fantastic job, Miss Chris. Work with Mr. T.O. Smoot. <laughs> T.O. <laughs> jumped on to add a little uh, extra credibility and confirmation. And uh, there's another comment. Miss Parker said, uh, we've got great synergy, the three of us. So we yeah. thank, thank all of you for joining on and listening in. And if you're just jumping in, we're speaking with the smart video girl, uh, Miss Chris, she's had her hand in many pots, um, doing them all well. And this is the thing about having tried different things. It's all about growth and evolution. You know, I believe that what you've learned from the political side with Dr. Dula and all, and all the things you're doing with him probably contributes to your entrepreneurial endeavors on a wider scale, as well as what you've done in video what you've done as an accountant or a finance person, all of those individual things make the whole solid. You know, that's my perspective because it's constantly learning, you know? It is. Yeah. It is a constant learning process. I, and, and because I'm such a, like a nerd, again, back to my nerd, nerdivity, I love to learn. So I, I pick up everything, everywhere I go, I'm picking up something new, you know, I'm picking up, how do you do political videos? How do you do political messaging? So how do you, so, and, and then I'm taking those things like a squirrel back to my treehouse and building, <laughs> building up, like you said, building my brand stronger and better. It's like, it's like having a job where you can do every single job and learn every piece of it, which and see, you have to do. And that's another example of, even though to do a film, okay, from the idea to the end product is different jobs, but different types of films, you do that job differently then you know, more learning, more insight. So that's, that's fantastic. Cause I'm sure. And it has helped. And it has helped. 
and I've been able to teach. So I'm at the I'm at the point now where the mastery level is like now I'm able to convey and teach these things to people just through experience. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's like, Oh, well, Oh, what kind of video is it? Okay. Well, you may need, you may need one of these handy dandy things so that you can get a wide enough wide angle. The only reason I know is because I walked in without one, <laughs> you know, you made them, I made the mistakes. I made the mistakes and, and, and then I did the research to figure out, how to not make those mistakes again and it's been a, a forward progress ever since then so. well you know you have a wealth of information especially with video because you've done a lot of it you've done it on different levels from documentary to music videos to talking head videos to streaming i mean you've had your hands in production uh, on a large scale as far as i'm concerned because anytime you worked on production or, or on creativity like I tell people, for example, I said, look, I'm an author. Yes, but I've written a biography. I've written a self-help. I've written poetry and I've written resources. Now, most people, they're an author of one type, one style. Right. And I didn't even think about it until one day I had to do a speech somewhere. I was talking somewhere and I'm like, oh, snap, you've written in four different genres. I said, yeah, that means something, right? That means but, something. But, but it's the same thing in the filming or videography world you know i mean there's so many aspects that makes it interesting which brings me to my next question what would you suggest to a new person or a new young person that's interested in filming or videography whether it's the camera or i mean i know some of the things so i'm not going to give it away i just want you to share it um well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off something that I learned too, because I'm always learning, you know, always always be learning. Um, always have a story. <laughs> I would let I would say no matter what, have a story. Even if it is the the smallest story, it's if you're walking to the store, what are you going to get from that store? You know whatever the stories have a story because what in today's um society anybody can pick up a camera and film anything anybody anybody any any and everybody can do it the key is to have a story because that's what somebody's going to pay attention to so you can watch something that's horrible you and but if the story is good you're going to continue to watch it because yeah. the story if it has no story, even if it looks good, you're gonna be like, "What are we doing?" Right. And you're gonna you're going to you're gonna tune off. So have a story because over time you can develop the other things. You can develop the the um, the look of it. You know, you can develop the, your cam. You can get better cameras. You can get better lighting, but you have to have a story. So how much would you, how much would you suggest? And I'm, I know I'm throwing you under the, not under the bus. I'm putting the spotlight on you. How yes, much would you suggest um, that someone invests getting started? And, and what mm. items would they want to start out with? Um, I would say you can start off with your phone. True. They Absolutely. Make these, they make these phones. So especially if you get the... <laughs> Tio knows what I'm talking about because I'm getting me one. The new iPhone 13 Pro. Yeah. 
the cinematic quality on it is a one plus i mean it is definitely quality and if you if you're limited you know what i'm saying you can't necessarily have a phone and a camera if you get that you have a phone and a camera you know what i'm saying you probably can make payments on it you know all these phone companies now they let you get it for free use your phone use your phone start with your phone and use your phone to start to create and see what you can come up with. Use that to, to, to play with your phone. And that's what I would I would say. Start with there. I really would say start there because so many people, I'm I'm a smart video girl. I'm not really techie, even though I do love my technology. But I'm I'm not I'm not techie to the point where I'm gonna spend a whole lot of money. Okay? Right. I'm techie for quality. Some people just techie because this shoots in eight K and I have to have eight K. I'm not that person, but that ca the camera on the i on the iPhone is great. Yep. And, and the Samsung right before that was just as good, and that's why iPhone did what they did. So you get either one of those two latest phones, and you would be good. I got a Sam. I got a S8 that's fly right now. It still shoots crisp, so I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Okay, you fit, can what tell kind of a story with any one of those? You can tell a story with any one of those apparatuses. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, fit. You got yeah. some more questions? Yes. My next question would be: If you could have a conversation with yourself at eighteen, what type of advice would you give yourself as an eighteen-year-old? See, she was. <laughs> Damn, my goodness. So. At 18, I was homeless. So, I was, a, I was a homeless college student at 18. And at that time, she handled it pretty well. I will say that, you know. Um, but what I would tell that 18-year-old, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Stay focused because at that time, like I said, there was a lot of adversity in my life at 18. And I, I, I continue to make positive decisions. You know, um, maybe now if you're talking to the 25-year-old, maybe I would have made some different, I would have told her some different things. But but the 18-year-old, I think the 18-year-old, I, I would tell her, you got this. That's what I would say. You got it. Keep doing what you're doing. You got this. Yeah. I don't have any special effects, but <clears throat> this is the point where I will go. Now it's time for what do you think? This is the new segment, right? So I, I, we got to figure out some kind of way of bringing in what do you think with some kind of a special effects or sound effects. You know, I don't know. But anyway, <clears throat> we thought about this and... I'm like, you know, yeah, that could be kind of interesting. What do you think? And since we're talking to you about, you know, um, the creative side of your life, seeing like we're having a lot of discussion on the creative side, I figure, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about that. What do y'all think? Okay, 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 cool, cool, okay. They like it. They like it. What do you, so what do you think about a lot of these films that we're watching now? A lot of things are streaming, whether it's, Hulu, Amazon, uh, Netflix. What do you think about the television programming today and how it maybe impacts the young minds uh, 
that in our society right now, you know, because they're exposed to everything. Yeah, they are exposed to everything. Even um, your children, you know, your young children, yeah. my grandchildren. So what what are, what is your perspective on how they're doing this or the streaming? Um, yeah, it um it's a lot. My I don't really consume a lot of television. <laughs> I don't consume a lot of tips, but my son does. He watches a lot of YouTube. Um, and I have, I have, you know, my controls and things on that. He doesn't really watch too much TV because it is so like there, there is no filter now. I really, there is no filter unless parents, you know, you have to put your parental controls and things on. But I think that the way, um, the impact that it is having on children, I think is, uh, a little unnerving. You have to be able to talk to your kids now. You really have to talk to them. You cannot, you cannot just do this, um, do as I say, not as I do. Um, you, you really have to, to, to talk to them because they're going to see it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to see everything. And I mean, they're going to see everything you have. There so many different shows and there's no filter. You know, there's, I remember back in the day, you talk about back in the day, you know, they had all the ratings on the TVs and then only certain things came on at a certain time during the day. But like you said, with streaming, I can turn it on right now. You can, there is no restriction. So I think the, what it is forcing, is forcing parents to have to be um, more responsible and, and more engaged in conversating with their kids. I think that's key because what I, you're not going to do is unless you're just going to not have them watch TV or right. you're gonna... <clears throat> I'm curious uh, how well the parents going to pair up, but K-Fit, what's your perspective on that question? Um, I feel like, you know, for the most part, because of the pandemic, I see it, you know, lasting a little bit longer, you know, as long as we're locked up, bottled in with restrictions because of this pandemic about what we can and cannot do, kids are going to just, you know, be streaming longer. And um, honestly speaking, regarding the financial perspective of it, I feel like it's a definitely great way to capitalize from back in the day, regular cable and illegal cable. They're definitely making more money off of this, the way they have all these networks streaming right now. But back to the kids more, I feel like it's unfortunate because they're introducing stuff to the kids way earlier than we're ready to introduce it to them in the home. So it's kind of unfair and we have to be more proactive and be watching what they're doing because so much has been introduced to them that, you know, wouldn't be back in the days when we had the different kind of television because that, that content just wasn't available like that. And if it was available, it was a really late night, 12 a.m., you know, time frame where kids would normally sleep. So I think it's unfair how they're introducing this stuff to us kind of without our permission, you know, but not really without our permission, but I just think it's kind of whack how they get to try to program my kids early on what they want them to see and how they should be normalized to it. And I think we have a good word. She said program. And and that's the key. Like we have to be, that's, that's why I said parents got to take, parents, parents have to take responsibility. Okay. And I'm all for it. It's like, I'm all for it. And as a parent, it takes more work, you know, but that is part of the job. Like it's the parent's responsibility. You know, you have to, before your child sees it, you have to turn, you have to have a TV, meaning you got to buy the TV. You got to, you got to buy, 
the subscription, you know what I'm saying? And then you can also lock them out of it. They got to have a password and all these things. So as a parent, you have a responsibility to a certain point to make sure if that's what you want, you don't want that to happen, that you are in control of that because it is there, but you do have control over what comes into your house and how it is it is distributed in your house now. Yep. And I think a lot of parents fail. I hate to say it, but I think a lot of parents fail because they use TV as a pacifier versus <clears throat> actively being involved, knowing and controlling what their kids see or doesn't see. doesn't matter that they're going to hear something from the outside. That's not the point. As they say, if you raise up a child as they're supposed to be, when they go out in the world, they will not depart from it. Or if they do, they'll come back to it normally. And I think um, it's easy to go, well, they're going to see it anyway. That's a, um, that's, I can't think of the word. That's, that's a, a um, that's a cop out. That's a cop out. You have to be actively involved in your child's life. You need to know what they're doing in their room, not just because you're doing your own thing. And uh, I you know growing up, I would catch a lot of flack because people were like, oh my God, man, you whack that. Man, that don't matter. Yes, it does matter. It matters what you say in front of your children. It matters yeah. what you allow them to do, which gives them the mindset of thinking, oh, I can do what I want. Yeah. And it does matter. It makes a big difference. I tell my son. So my son is 10. He's going on 11. And so on his eye, he has an iPad, right? He just got an iPad, like. He just got an iPad, so he looking at me crazy because he's like, "Mom, I'm like all these kids, baby. I'm sorry." So he, but he just got an iPad, so I have it. So anything he downloads, I have to approve. You know what I'm saying? He has it to his to the point. I told him, I said, "You can go ahead and try to download it, and it'll it'll notify me." He won't. He'll come and ask me because I have been I have been diligent and intentional to make sure that he knows that. Whatever you download, bro, I see. Whatever you do, <laughs> I see. It's 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 funny, but it's not because he he'll do things, and I always find out about it somehow. You guys know how moms always find out. K Fit's like, yeah, I'm shaking her. She knows how parent. We always find out what happens, and so I told him at a very young age. I said, listen. I said the best thing that you can do is communicate with people. I said because. See what happened? I said, when you didn't tell me what happened, what happened? I found out anyway. So it's like, I said, mommies always find out. We always find out. So now at this age, he's very open and communicative with me because he knows he doesn't want to risk me finding out. Yeah. And what I've done is, is it's like, it's okay. You know, whatever it is, it's okay. We have to make, we have to open the door to allowing our kids to know that it's okay to communicate with us because, and they're not going to get in trouble because of, because there's so many things outside that they're, they're not privy to. And we, we blame our kids for things that they don't even understand sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You get in trouble for things they don't even, like, you're not supposed to do that. Well, they don't know they're not supposed to do that. Or that it's okay if they do get in trouble because that's how they learn. I mean, if they learn. make a mistake, if they're trying to get over, okay, yeah. well, we, we've got that parental wisdom, so we can always, you know, catch them. But we explain. hopefully the lesson is explained, even though they may have the punishment or the, um, to, uh, damn, wild words escape me today. But even though they may have to pay for their deeds, their wrongful deeds, you know, we should explain to them 
why this is happening. And it doesn't make them, you know, a bad kid or a bad person, you know, right. so. Yeah, and that's what I do. And so now he's very upfront. Now he, he comes, he's like, Mom, you know, listen. And and it's, and as a parent, sometimes you got to be like, oh, Lord, have mercy. But it's good because they're going to come to you. So we have to, you know, like you said, some he's like, I don't know how the parents are going to spend a lot of stuff that parents do is for parents. It's not for the kids. We protect right. ourselves more so than we do our parents, our kids sometimes. To, our, that. to their to their harm sometimes. Yeah. K Fit, what else you got for Miss Chris? Do you practice health and wellness in any aspect? Mm, I I do. Um I do. I meditate. I do, I do I practice my meditation. I have a morning routine where I get up and I do uh, my gratitude. I write out um, at least 10 things that I'm grateful for, but I, I just fill up a whole page, you know, I just go to start the writing. And that's one of the things that I do for my, to start my day. And that, that right there is health and wellness. <laughs> uh, okay. and, and it, yeah, that that's health and wellness, believe it or not, because it, it motivates me to, it inspires me to continue the rest of my day. The rest of my day usually goes seamlessly regardless of what it is. So um, I'm not the best at, 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 I don't have a workout routine. You know, I'm a mom. <laughs> so going up and down the stairs, maybe my workout routine for the day, but I do, um, I do practice meditation, um, you know, quiet time, meditate, meditating. I do have sounds and stuff that I listen to and I do journal. And so I do a lot of mental health and wellness. And I actually practice mental health, no doubt, no doubt. (laughs) And I do it with my kids too. Part of our routine in the morning, I tell them three things you gotta do. You gotta get up. You gotta, you gotta, when you get up, wash your face, brush your teeth, eat your breakfast, and then do three things that you're grateful for. They tell me. So me and the kids, and even the two year old, and I let them say whatever. You know, it's like my daughter says she's she was. grateful for her pull-ups so i said amen you know whatever that is you know so yeah i would have been i would yeah. look i would have been grateful for all my gi joes when i was growing up i'd be like yeah i got all my gi joes <laughs> yeah that's what they're grateful for they're grateful for like cookies and windows and but it's so funny because they're grateful for like the silliest things but it's it's actually a very fun exercise yeah and that's powerful actually because if they can be grateful for the simple thing, uh, silly things, they can be grateful for the simple things. And a lot of times we overlook the importance of, you know, the simplicities of life, like, you know, just waking up, blood running through our veins, air in our lungs, you know, the fact that we can have a nice home, a roof over our heads, you know, even though there may be craziness going on outside, it's still a place of shelter that's for you, that's you can say it's yours, so to speak. So the simple things make the big things possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you do that. I think I'm going to steal that idea or incorporate it with me and my daughter. I love that idea. Yes, please do. Maybe we can do a challenge, a a gratitude challenge, you know? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Do I have time for another question? Yeah. And and let's find out what's coming up next after your question for, for the smart video girl. Okay. Smart video girl, you sound like such an amazing woman. I hate to ask you this question, but I have to ask you, what are your weaknesses as far as an entrepreneur? Mm. 
Mm. It's okay um, to make up one you don't want to share. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just this is a good one. I like to search this. I like to search myself to <clears throat> see where where I'm where I may be lacking. Um, as of as of right now, one of my weaknesses <laughs> as an entrepreneur is um my my promotion. As an entrepreneur, like I said, some of a lot of my stuff has been like word of mouth um, and relation, you know, direct relationships. I I want to expand internationally. So a weakness as an entrepreneur is that I'm not posting and I'm not promoting what I'm doing enough so that more people can see what it is that I'm doing. So that that would be a weakness of mine. Okay. Well, maybe it's working out good right now because maybe you might get so overwhelmed that you may have so many bookings. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't post anymore. <laughs> I'm working on that part. That's what I'm wanting. But you know what? That that's 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 real because I think, and maybe this should be another um, segment for. So, what do you think? But mm-hmm. it's just sometimes it can be so overwhelming. It really mm-hmm. can. And you talk about mental health. I found myself feeling like. I don't feel like being bothered. I fact, I stopped even looking at my phone for social media unless I needed to make a post. And even though that was kind of a uh, self-centered, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about the cat videos, the baby falling down. <laughs> the animal. All I want to do, look, what's your come up story Thursday? That's it. I'm out. I, I don't need to look at my phone no more. It was just oh becoming too much. Just way too much. And I had to make a, a, a decision to draw the line in the sand and say, okay, I'm going to use um, social media and not let social media use me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like YouTube is the devil sometimes really quickly. Did you guys hear about the doctor, the anesthesiologist with the pregnant woman? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, sure. that's why I don't watch <laughs> Yeah, that's why I don't engulf myself with, with um social media and stuff like that. And very but to, informative, but scary and shocking to know can realistically happen at a doctor's visit. You know. Yeah, maybe we can have that on another segment because I like to get into that because I'm not really informed in that. So, what's yeah. next for the smart video girl? Um. So. I I. Right now, I'm working on building my my brand of myself. Sure. Because when you do that, you know, it's, I'm getting away from the time, money exchange. You're kind of getting into that that uh, residual wealth <laughs> thing. So, um, I have my podcast that I have been doing for the past two months. It's been really exciting. It's called Introducing. Um, where I introduce people to new new people, new things, and new ways of thinking. Um, and that's kind of my platform to to talk about all the things that I'm doing as well. Um, I have a book that I'm working on. It's called... Oh, do nice. Yes, Do the Work, Keep the Faith. Um, and it's about growth. You know, Good title. Growth. Good yes. title, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm working on working on that. I'm also working on... Um, sharing some of the tools and things that I've learned myself about personal development and how the mind works and how we can use our minds to achieve the things that we set out ourselves to do. Um, my 
production company is called Only Greatness Media Production. So I'm actually yeah. launching Only Greatness Life Coaching, which is uh, along the same lines because um, my theme is, my slogan is making visions visible. And I think in life with the tools that I've learned, I can do the same thing to help people make their own visions internally visible for the world to see. So that's that's what I'm working on. And I have so, this, you know, t-shirts. I've got my t-shirts. Okay, okay. So so when can when can people catch the podcast? When is it on or up or you know, how often does it uh premiere? Yeah, so the podcast comes on every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can check it out on uh YouTube. Right now it's on YouTube only. Um, and it's on the only greatness media productions channel. So you can go on over there and check it out. Um, and it is only greatness media productions. And you'll see it is like a little camera and OG. Well, every single person in my network has said, when am I going to be on your show? And I couldn't tell them. So I said, this is a perfect. <laughs> Listen, I know. Look, including you. Including you. I'm like, hey, come on. I'm trying to be down with Miss Chris. I want to be down with the smart video girl. What's up? No. I, said, I, found, you, I found you Okay. You found them? Yes, I found them. Yeah, thank you. So, yes, yeah, you'll see in the That's great. All of them are on there. I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been amazing. I've had some great people on. Um, Good. I, I, I had some historians. I had family on. I had some people that I've had history with, and I had some people that I just met. So it's been nice. awesome. Um, it's been awesome to yeah. I have my sister on. I've been with her all my life. You know. No doubt. And, yeah, and she was that was interesting. And then the last person I just had on, she had a stroke at the age of thirty three. Wow. Yeah, out of nowhere. She had no medical, previous medical history. She had a stroke. And now she's this, like, amazing artist. She had nice. no artist inclination beforehand. And then she had the stroke, and then it's like, boom. It's been two years, and she's, like, this amazing artist. Hey, did you know that um, Willie Wimbush and I collaborated on a song, on a track? No. You know the song that I did with Dr. Willie Jolly? Yeah. Well, Willie Wimbush collaborated on that with us. He gave me music. I added more music. I added lyrics and sang it. Had Dr. Jolly join us, so we got a special edition track. So, oh, yeah, it's called Who Can Make It Better? to me. Oh. Send that over. Yeah, we got a music video on it and everything. Okay, you have to send that over to me because I do new things. So that can be, like, one of my new things. Okay, okay. Um, uh, I'll post it in this feed in the Change the Brain group so that those that are watching it can hear it. Um, the song was on my album called Adjust Life, and then I went back in the studio, did an instrumental version of it, a solo version of it. He did a solo version of it, and then we did a duet together. So it's a, a special uh, edition song as well as it's on my last CD, which came out what, December 18th, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. You're such a great, that's what I'm saying. You're such a, you're, you're so multifaceted as well. So, you know, you, you keep me inspired. Look, I'm laughing at myself because inside I'm thinking, wow, when we first met, I didn't have no gray hair and I had hair on my head. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness. All our times have changed. Yeah. And I remember. Kids, when you met right, friends. you had no, no children, had right? Kids. And I remember Willie was up there. We was at Sulin Fest doing events here and doing events there. Yes. And 
he was doing the sound, the AV, and man, it's been a long journey. It's been a long journey. It's been a long journey. Well, we're just getting started, so honestly. Any, any parting comments that you'd like to share with uh, the world before we leave? I know you just told us where to find you, but any other comments or parting uh, words of wisdom you'd like to share with us before we uh, close out? Um, just real quick, if you are on Instagram, you can follow me at, um, smart video girl on Instagram. I am, I have my little, I have a campaign I'm starting. I want us all to be smart video girls, all the ladies out there, because I'm trying to rebrand that whole thought process of a video girl. We can be smart, work, you know, nerdy video girls, smart video girls. That's us. So, um, you know, if you want to get you a smart video girl t-shirt, I have plenty Make sure you reach out to me. You can send me a DM again on Instagram, or you can follow me on Facebook. It's Crystal with a K, Miss Chris Glenn. Um, and I just want to say that um, it's 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 a lot going on. I'm going to leave you these parting words. And with all of the uncertainty in the world, you know we we get locked into wanting to know things. And I encourage everyone to get comfortable in uncertainty, mm. knowing that the universe is always working in your favor. It's always working in your favor. So let's switch that mindset. Live in the uncertainty, knowing for certain that everything is going to be all right. You guys just hang in there for a second. So for those of you that have been watching, we've been speaking with the smart video girl, the one and only, the original. And if you have an interest in personal and professional development, please feel free to go to our site, Wordsmith Speakers Alliance, where you can get any book you like on personal or professional development. There are book sets, there are audio sets, there are video sets, and not just by myself, but many of my friends have contributed to this website with their own personal development and professional development materials as well. It's great resources, and you get up to 60% off just go there, save some money, um, and make a difference in your own life to be the best version of you. And as I always say, you got to radiate the brain and change the game. Until next time. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Bam, bam. Cool, cool, cool. That was good. That was good. Thanks so much for uh, giving us some time, Chris. No problem. No problem. And, I see you use Ecamm. I like that, too. I yeah, like, I like oh. Ecamm. It was crazy because I was using Ecamm with my ATM Mini, mm -hmm. and my friend was like, oh. you don't need both of those? But I was like, I don't know. I like it. I like all of it. I was, I, like I was switching cameras, and I was doing all kinds Shoot. <laughs> But it's just so much fun. And then, you know, I got the uh, the Elgato lights. You know, mm -hmm. those are really great. And, of yeah. course, the uh, the stream deck. So yeah. it's just fun, you know, being a, a big geek, a grown-up geek. A, a grown-up <laughs> geek. I love it. No doubt. No doubt. I love it. But, yeah, go into the group and um, respond to Tio and yeah. Sharon and whoever else. And we'll see you on the flip side. Yes, I see. I see. I'm going to go back in here like everything are you still working with carib are y'all doing anything together recently I, yeah we're always working together you all know that we always so i mean besides the black women connected community the way it, it, it's really become this true synergy you know what i'm saying so she's 
she's developing wild radio i'm gonna have I'm, she's gonna have my podcast it's gonna be syndicated on wild um then uh, i need to get uh, her on yeah, 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 yeah. You need to get her on. She's doing, she's doing, she's doing her thing with the audio. Okay, okay. But as far and then, um, Black women connecting communities. That's like her brainchild. You know, she's really into like community work. Is that's really her? She's really good at. Oh, did you like, know that I was um, <clears throat> I did a conference, Blacks in Government, and I ran into Lady J. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was doing. I forget what city. I don't know if it was Vegas or. Shut well, up, I've, you probably, yeah. I was somewhere and um oh. Lady J was there and um it was just great seeing her there and you know um all the things that uh, I was doing I was doing a couple of different workshops one of my book Radiate the Brain and Change the Game and and then another um teaching on my book What's So Hard About Being You so but it was good to see her there you know yeah, So I, yeah I talked to her the other day Good she's in, good she's South Carolina. But listen, when my book comes, I need to get on that site with the other motivational things. Sir Absolutely. Charles. And let me yeah. know if you need somebody to do a forward for you or something. Oh. All right. Yes. It says, so it's do the work, keep the faith. That's the name of the book. It's, and it's about growth. Okay. That's strong. That's strong. Yeah. All right. Until next time, I'll see you later. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate both you and K-Fit. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You no bet. Problem. Great one. Now, what did you tell me? Me? Yeah. What Real about party. P Valley? Uh, the second series. I mean, second season, episode two. I, I forgot what wash. I was looking for. I was asking about the car wash. Comment on the car wash. Scene. Oh, that was interesting because that's the guy from the shot. He's the father. That's Emmett's father. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I thought that was very creative. I don't know if, if yes, they're doing creative. that. Yeah, but it's creative. very. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That was very creative. I really like the show. You know, I watch it from different perspectives. Like in general, it's okay. But because of the creative side of myself, I look at, oh, I wonder how they did that. Or I look at the diversity from the day to day life drama, the music, um, the gay stuff, you know, which I'm really not, but I know it's real. It's part of our society. Um, the political thing, you know, I look at all these different segments, how they make it all work together. And I think that's very good the way they do that. So um, yeah, that's one like, thing I like, I like about it. I don't like that it's stripping specifically. I like that it's showing the life of the download community. You know, the everyday men that, you know, have regular jobs that look like the strongest men and stuff hey, like Chris, that. Hey, Chris, what's going on? You still live? No, no, no. I'm just on, in the green room talking with uh, Kate Fitt. You know, that's my daughter, right? Yeah. Okay. It says if it's your live, I'm live. Oh, snap. We are live. Oh, Bam. Gosh. 